Big event happening September 23rd. I want you to pull out your phone right now and put that date in your phone. Reserve that day, that morning at least, Saturday, September 23rd. And we're going to tell you why. It's Neighbors in Need. Thank you so much again for joining me. I'm Sandy Waters. And in the studio with me today from Rock Covery Fitness, Yana and Sean. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. All right. So we got it in our phone. Everybody has their phone in their hand right now. September 23rd. Why are we putting this date in? What is the event? It's our third annual uh, 5K and cookout and family fun day. We're having, um, it's our annual fundraiser and we do a 5K and a trail run. And then it's going to be an all out cookout event to really raise awareness about addiction recovery um, and and the the fun that we could have when we get clean and sober. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now let's get into that. It's a big initiative here at Entercom dedicating our airwaves to help as much as we can, um, because it is turning into a really serious problem and always has been a serious Mm -hmm. problem, but even more so now. Um, Jennifer Farringer has been on with us several times from NCADD, and she's on your board, right? Yes, she's on our board of directors. I thought it was very interesting, and I give you guys a lot of credit for even starting Rock Covery Fitness, which we'll get into a little bit more, but... The reason why you started this and the reason why you're so passionate about this. Can we peer into your story a little bit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Recovery Fitness really started by accident. And me and Yana were at a point in our own recovery where we're just really uncomfortable, um, a sense of dis-ease. Um, and it was in that winter uh, of 2015 and I think it was the coldest winter on record in Rochester. And I knew for myself I was going to get outside and move or I was probably going to drink again. Um, and so both me and Yana posted on our personal Facebook pages that we're going to be doing a hike in a local park. And out of the 10 people that showed up that day, eight of us were in recovery. Um, we didn't really you know, notice the trend mm-hmm. immediately, but we, yeah. we continued to do that, um, continued to do these hikes. Um, added some workouts um, almost every morning. And what we found was people in recovery were really clinging to this thing that we're, we're starting. Um, and more and more people started to show up. And um, Yana started to do a little research, and she came across a place called Phoenix Multisport. Um, and they've been in operation since 2006. And essentially they do the same thing that we're doing here. Um, and their founder, Scott Strode, has mentored us all the way, you know, from from uh, when we we're just doing these small little hikes all the way up until we got our building and opened. And every time we have um, Jennifer Farringer on with us, she does say you're a product of your environment, the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. You know, she says if you have a gambling problem, you surround yourself with those who share that or drinking problem, so mm-hmm. it it makes you feel like, okay, then I don't have a problem because my friend's doing it too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So to break away from that, this is the perfect way to do it. Yeah, it definitely, the, the peer community, that shared lived experience, you know, being able to relate to one another um, 
throughout our addiction and then through our recovery recovery and some of those struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, and and on those hikes, what's so powerful is when we're out there or we're working out together, we're not thinking of using, we're not thinking about some of the struggles we're facing. We're connecting with others. You know, it's sometimes a disease of disconnection Um, and those connections could really um, be so healing. What was it like? How old were you when the addiction started? Because we got to dispel some stereotypes here mm-hmm. um, and the stigma that comes with it. Because it's totally different than what we once thought it to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I first taste alcohol right around 12. But um, I didn't become like a regular drinker, drinker until um, probably a little bit after high school. You know, senior year in high school. Started drinking a little too much and I recognized that. Um, but I didn't think I had a problem cause I was drinking just like everybody else. And it's yeah. like you said before, you start surrounding yourself with those people that drink just like you do or use just like you do. Um, so it appears as if you don't have a problem. Right. And I did that for over a decade, um, until the disease of addiction got me to the point where I was literally dying. Um, wow. Now what's your family like at that point? Did they know? Was this... They saw me as a hardworking, hard-playing, you know, fun-loving guy until, you know, it progressed to the point where I was drinking almost daily, had lost that job, had lost that fiancé, had lost that home. Wow. You know, I started losing things, some legal consequences, um, and, you know, eventually they intervened. um, And uh, immediately I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a little time. Um, my first few years of trying to get into recovery, you know, I stumbled and fall and picked myself back up yeah. again. Um, what kept you motivated? How did you finally, after I'm sure your family tried to intervene several times, but what was that moment where you're like, God, thank heavens they did this or thank heavens this thing happened in my life because that really made me realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I say pain is a motivator. Um, and I just had enough of the pain. Okay. And I knew by experimenting over and over and over again to see if I truly was an alcoholic, yeah. you know, going back out there, imagining that it's going to be different this time. And it just ended the same way each time. Um, okay. You know, with me in detox or a treatment center, um, you know, feeling the same way, that shame, that guilt, that remorse. And I was just done with it. Okay. Um, and I was ready. And then what keeps you motivated is the people that you're surrounding yourself with now. Yeah, so um, there's this powerful TED Talk, if anyone gets a chance to look it up. Um, The opposite of addiction is connection. And I think it's those connections that we make, you know, um, you know, at Recovery Fitness, at, you know, mutual support groups, wherever you can find it. Mm -hmm. It's those connections that keep us sober. Do you feel comfortable sharing your story, Yana? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started drinking alcohol and using marijuana probably about the same as Sean at about 12 years old. I didn't move on to um, some of the psycho um, psychedelic, I guess, uh, drugs until I was about 16 and then cocaine by the time I was probably 18 or 19. Wow. Um, and I come from a family that's, you know, a good family. There's no addiction um, in my family. And, uh, I had some, some of those influences. I hung out with folks that were pretty heavy into drugs and alcohol. Um, they were older than me. I was kind of bullied a little bit in school or made fun of, you know, so I didn't really have friends there. Um, 
but all the while through my um, addiction, I, you know, I did well. I wasn't, um, I went to school, I went to college and, you know, I even went to graduate school at uh, NYU and I had a 4.0. Oh, wow. So um, on the surface, there was no problem. Yeah. For a long time, I just tried to really present this um, kind of, I had it all together. I was doing well. Um, I was doing the things that, you know, normal people did. Um, But it was really like a double life because the... It's really an inability to cope with just day to day, you know, not knowing how to manage stress, anxiety. Um, and the only thing that sort of um, eased some of that pain was drugs and alcohol. Wow. And I used, uh, I mean, it, it got to the point where um, I was, you know, faking an injury and going to a doctor for um, epidural injections in my spine just to get um, the pills that I needed. What was your moment by. then? Where you said, I got to break, I got to break this. Um, I would really credit law enforcement for saving my life. It wasn't a moment that, you know, I had where I wanted to stop. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I didn't want to live and I attempted suicide. Um, but it wasn't until um, I had um, several run-ins with law enforcement and kind of facing that that end route where I couldn't get away um, from the consequences, and that really changed my life. What advice would you give? Because as a parent of two kids, who one is just approaching teenage years, it scares me to death that both of you mm-hmm. guys grew up in a normal household. Mm-hmm. It you know you were good kids, you're good people, but that happened. What what advice would you give either parents or kids themselves? The advice I would give is um, open conversations to continue those conversations and, you know, have an environment where um, kids could come and and talk about some of those things with parents. Because a lot of the time there is that stigma and, you know, these are hush hush and we don't talk about these things and just say no. Um, And we kind of know from, you know, dare and different things like just say no wasn't an effective preventative measure. Um, so I think exposure to um, what sober living, um, even for, you know, just that it could be clean and sober is fun and drugs don't equal a good time. Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't equate sober with fun. Um, I know that's not the truth now. Um, yeah. But I, I always, t- I, I run the Battle Buddy program over at the Veterans Outreach Center and I tell the veterans that come in there, it's so important that you build your team. Um, when, when you're reintegrating from the army back into civilian life. And it's kind of the same thing with teenagers. Um, if you're building your team when you're preparing yourself to go out there into the world and you have, you know, people that are successful, people that want to motivate you, people that are are pushing you up rather than pulling you down, you're going to succeed in life. Mm -hmm. Um, They say you are who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. Um, and you see that as the case with teenagers, you know, when they Mm -hmm. get in with the wrong crowd. So, I mean, if teenagers are listening out there, I would suggest that you start building your team now. Mm-hmm. Really in the schools, you know, need for education, for actual programming around um, like really prevention um, to help folks connect those ideas and, and just be so aware, you know, so aware because I think that's really important too. Mm-hmm. Rock Covery Fitness, you guys, I mean, this is just an amazing effort that you guys have put together. You know, you're helping each other stay clean. 
but you guys need funds, don't you, <laughs> to survive, <laughs> mm-hmm. to stay in business? Yes. So one of the ways that you guys came up with to raise the money that you need to keep going um, is this 5K and Family Fun Day. So Saturday, September 23rd, and it mm-hmm. is so important. Is this one of your biggest fundraising efforts? It is. It's our annual fundraiser. It's our, our big one for the year. Okay. Um, we hope to add some more as we grow mm-hmm. um, so that we can add programming and keep it free for our, our, our participants. Mm-hmm. And oh, all our okay. activities are free um, at the center or outdoors. Um, and we and can we- donate anytime, right? Yeah, anytime on our Facebook page, there's a donate button. Our website, rockcoveryfitness.org. Stop by the center, uh, which um, May 1st, we opened a sober, active uh, clubhouse, 1035 Dewey Avenue. You know, every little bit helps. Um, Something like $10 helps to get someone out on a kayak, you know, and, and really potentially change their life by exposing them to these healthy, fun activities. And what can we expect from this day, uh, the 23rd? I think a community coming together um, Mm -hmm. and just having fun and just showing, you know, people that recovery, sobriety can be fun. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows what addiction looks like. Not too many people realize what recovery can look like. Um, And we're here to show them that it's a very positive thing. Um, A bunch of successful people getting together and having a whole lot of fun together. And really family-oriented. You know, there's going to be face painting and food trucks and um, workouts for kids because we really, that uh, Sean mentioned, it's free and it's open to anyone with 48 hours of continuous sobriety. Mm-hmm. We want and encourage family members, uh, community supporters to, to join us yeah. because that team Sean talked about doesn't just include, you know, the recovery community because that could be isolating. Mm-hmm. We need to reintegrate. Do you still see that there's a stigma out there like have you personally faced that stereotype Mm -hmm. absolutely Um, we've had a number of situations where um, one of those examples is a a hiking group just a public group that gets together and hikes regularly and we reached out to them to see if we could kind of join their hikes the reaction we got was a lot of hesitation And then we were very gently asked to not share the locations of these hikes with our members. Um, And and I quote, they said, don't they uh, break into cars and and steal things when they don't do well? Yeah, before we had our space, we're going around to local gyms and trying to um, just get a space where we could work out our folks. And it was a local gym. um, And they said that they really didn't want our people there. Um, Our people. Right. Mm -hmm. Your your people. (laughs) You're just everyday people. Meanwhile, we're here working out sober. It feels like it's such an archaic way of thinking, Mm -hmm. yet still that's the struggle. Yeah. It is. It's still like this us and them, you know, these like folks over there that have this drug problem and then the people that are, you know, productive and and good people. Reminding everybody that you had a Mm 4.0 in college. The 5K and Family Fun Day then, Saturday, September 23rd. Please be a part of it. You don't have to participate in the 5K if you don't want. Just be a part of the day itself, right? If you want to participate in the 5K, jump online and uh, and register. Do we still have time that we can register? Oh, absolutely. You can register all the way up until the day of the race. Okay. And the race is at Seneca Park, Longhouse Shelter Mm -hmm. at Seneca Park. It's Rock Covery Fitness. I encourage you to learn more about it. 
um, the wonderful things they do for the community and how we need to keep them here in Rochester to help um, each other. So if you want to donate, please feel free to do so. The website one more time and Facebook and all that www.recoveryfitness.org and on Facebook it's just type in recovery. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you.